And anyone who's listening, I just can say, even if I haven't seen them or met them personally, like I know for a fact that you have a purpose and that um, it's already inside of you and that it's just waiting to be discovered. We are delighted to sit down today with Mike and Aaron Allen, dear friends of ours from long, long ago. And uh, welcome to the What Could Go Right podcast. I am Eric Orton. I'm Emily Orton. Here we talk about personal growth, family connection, and raising adult kids so that you can thrive as a person, partner, and parent, and make your midlife more meaningful. Did I get that right, Emily? That was a lot of alliterative things. Boom, 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 boom. boom. (laughs) Hey, it's Eric. If you want to go sailing with us this year, here's how that works. First of all, we just got back from the Bahamas last week, had a blast. We have a few more trips planned for this year. There's two ways that you can come sailing with us. One is you can book by the cabin. And two, you can just get a group of six to 10 people together. Let me know. We'll check our calendars, find a time that works, pick a place that you're excited about that I want to go to, and we'll make it happen. So reach out and let me know if you want to get a group together. If you want to book by the cabin, here's what you do. Go to theawesomefactory.nyc forward slash sailing 2024 and you can get the rundown on what's happening, how it all works. And at the bottom, you can schedule a time to chat with me. I'll answer all your other questions and see if we can find a trip that's a match for you. So if you want to get out on the water, go sailing somewhere fun this year. Would love to join you there. Thanks so much. And now you're going to read a little bit about our our wonderful guests today. Yeah, we just got so lucky that our paths have crisscrossed over and over again. And I think we're kind of weaving our lives together. But let me tell you uh, about them. Aaron was born and raised in McGrath, Alberta, which just sounds magical, um, Canada, and spent her childhood running around barefoot with her cousins. She's a former middle and high school teacher turned yoga instructor and co-founder of The Light Within Us with her husband, Michael. Are you the only one who calls him Michael? Okay, moving on. <laughs> we're we're going to call you Mike tonight, if that's All right. okay. All right. Mike's good. Um, long distance running fills her up, as does reading multiple books at the same time. After living in New York City and the Bay Area, she and her family moved back to Utah during the pandemic. She considers her role as a mother of five children the most sacred, rewarding, and challenging work she's ever done, alongside her best friend and husband. Same person. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, Michael, Michael was born in Arizona and grew up in Salt Lake City, Utah, which is where we're recording this podcast. He served a full-time mission for two years in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Did I say it correctly? Okay. And then returned to BYU to graduate with a BFA in graphic design. He's had the opportunity to work in Salt Lake City, New York City, the Bay Area at great companies, including DoorDash, Profit. I went to your office there. Um, (laughs) I think Johnson and Johnson struck and pentagram New York in 2021. Mike left the corporate world and co-founded the light within us and his wife with his wife, Aaron (laughs) consisting of retreats, classes and intentional gatherings and later became a co-founder of the here Here Mm -hmm. brotherhood whose mission is to forge a global global brotherhood of support and growth. He's the grateful father of five children and blessed husband of Aaron. And that, gives us a lot to dig into because that is exactly what we want to talk about. Um, I remember Eric and I were traveling with four of our five kids. We were in Salerno, Italy. We were on a dock and I called you on the phone, Aaron. And I remember you said to me, 
not the exact quote, but the idea was we figured out what our purpose in life is. We know, we know what it is now. And I just felt like electricity run through my body. And I felt so happy for you to feel like you had such a clear path to get started on. And that's the journey that I would love to hear more about what the purpose is, how you got started, like what kind of obstacles popped up, what you've been learning along the way. We'll come in and ask questions as we go. But for me, that's where where I would love to start was just that search for your purpose and then I guess the finding it. Emily, I remember that conversation. I remember exactly where I was sitting. I remember crying with you as we talked about such sacred things. Um, that discovery was made after a lot of hard and a lot of challenge. Um, I'll let Mike maybe get into more of the details around like his perspective, his experience with that. But um, long story short, things were just not going well. Um, with his job, it was feeling very heavy. It was feeling maybe like, am I even on the right path? Um, I was homeschooling at the time with the kids and trying to support. And my own you know, personal experience during that time, I wasn't feeling as lost, but I was definitely concerned with just like how, how much of a struggle it had been. Um, Mike, do you want to tell the story from your perspective, like the, the meeting <laughs> that yeah. kind of launched everything? Well, yeah, I'll, I'll say I had been, I had, I, I've had like an amazing career professionally, right? I feel like really fortunate on the things that I've been able to, to do. And there was a time at um, a particular, I won't get too much in the details. There was a time at a particular company where I was just like really struggling, like kind of felt like I lost my way or something. Uh, it was a very dynamic, different environment than what I was used to. I had been through a couple of, there was just a lot of change. And so I had a couple different bosses in quick succession. And um, I was just not jiving well with the the team or the situation I was in and felt, yeah, very disoriented. I felt very lost. I felt a lot of like self-doubt. Like I might even, am I even good at what I do suddenly, you know, after like mm. more than a decade of experience <laughs> of experience and like, you know, doing good work and whatever, I was just like really in this funky self-doubt stage um and i remember being in your home in yeah. the bay area oh, yeah. that's really part of this because we, yes. were, we were just coming out of yosemite and we were hanging out yes you were telling that me was about that this. exact timing yeah, yeah. okay yeah. all right i'm yeah. with you so it was a bit of a struggle and it kind of was taking a toll on my confidence on my like sense of direction on my uh vision for the future you know i i had sort of i mean i had selected a career in design and i just thought like I, I love design and I'm like, I'll just, I'm just going to do this forever. Like that was just kind of the, the expectation. Uh, and when we talk about figuring out our purpose, you know, there was, I feel like we, we've lived fairly intentional lives throughout our, you know, our, our married life together, but seldom did we actually like take the time to sit down and get really clear about it. It was mm -hmm. just sort of family centered and career driven, like where mm -hmm. we lived was based on career um, a lot of decisions we made was based on what we just felt was best for the family. Uh, and so all that was in place, but it was, it wasn't something we often said, like, what do we want really? Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. was, yeah we hadn't even 
considered. It was just mm-hmm. like that's. Just, I didn't even thought about that it. That was just kind of it, right? And the, and I think those were good things. It just uh, it didn't feel as deliberate, as as clear, as intentional. Um, so that's a little backdrop for we suddenly hit this this turbulence, right? With with this idea of what my path is, and suddenly it looks really fuzzy. Like the future looks blurrier than it ever had before during this stage. And, and I was just, yeah, mentally kind of struggling and, and feeling a lot of doubt. And I, I went into a, a meeting one day that was just like the worst meeting of my career. Like I, I mm. went in, it was sort of a impromptu, like, um, what do they call that? Performance review. It was sort mm, of quarterly review, review, but impromptu. <laughs> it was the pro- well, the, the unscheduled it was, performance review, which it, is usually never good news. It, it was the kind of thing where like they were supposed to have happened a while ago. And I think we were, I was out of town or something. So it got missed. And then like uh, later it came up and it was like, well, let's just do it right now. And so we oh, went in and okay. it, and it was just like a terrible meeting for me. I would, and I, I literally had the like fight or flight response while we were going through everything. Like I, I just, and my, my uh, response was flight, but I couldn't leave the room. Mm. So I was just trapped there and just kind of like, my brain wasn't working clearly. I feel like I couldn't defend myself uh, well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was uh, a bad situation. So I get, I, I have that. I go out of that meeting just feeling like terrible. I get home. I still remember your countenance, like just crestfallen, heavy, walk through the door, just, yeah. He, he, we put the kids to bed, it got settled, and you sat down and you said, Aaron, we need to have a conversation. I actually don't know if I'm going to have a job on Monday. And that's, that's the start of the conversation. Yeah. I mean, that hadn't been said in the review, but I was like, if this is how things feel like they're going, like it's not it's not going anywhere good. I was like, this might be over. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean for us and for our family? And so I just like laid out all of my fears, concerns. I probably was over-exaggerating it, you know, just based on how I was feeling because I didn't get fired. <laughs> like when I went back the next sure, week. Sure, but you didn't and, know that. Exactly, you, yeah. I mean, you, yeah. you're, you're trying to read the tea leaves. and Exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. But it, it felt like it, you know, it was headed that direction. So I remember just laying out all my fears and worries and frustrations and just kind of dumping it all. And Aaron, just like a pro, was just holding space for me and just letting me talk and like wasn't getting caught up in all of the worries and stuff that I was feeling. She was just kind of like respecting that that's where I was at, but she was holding her space and I got through all of it. And then finally, Aaron's like, Mike, can I say something now? <laughs> <laughs> Good listening. Good listening, Aaron. No, Way no, to go. No. And? Well, I, I, I really want to be honest here. Like, the Lord gets the credit for that. I'm an excellent warrior. And, like, my typical response would be to be very caught up and very concerned. But honestly, I just felt so peaceful and I felt excited. I remember just like, Ooh, I'm listening okay. and suddenly I started getting this big smile on my face yeah. and you were like, Mike's what like, are you why doing? Are you smiling at my worst moment? <laughs> it, it was really, it, really it was, was really, I was so genuinely happy because I could feel the spirit telling me, this is so good. This is so good. And I remember telling you, I was like, I honestly am so grateful that things went the way they did today because I think this is going to be the thing that's going to push you to discover what you're really meant to do on this earth. And we wow. started 
delving in. We started writing, we started discovering, and it was unlike anything we'd ever done before. I don't know that we would ever do that if we were in our comfort zone. Yeah. And through that experience, I've learned that like when things fall apart, when the rug rips out from under you, that's actually an opportunity, an amazing opportunity. It, there's always goodness on the other side of that. Um, anyway, it if was... If you choose it like Aaron did. <laughs> well, I don't know. I just feel like when we get pushed out of the comfort zone is because there's more. There's like, opportunity There's There's more. Yeah, yeah there's, we're meant to grow. We're meant to expand. And I feel like comfort zones keep you kind of small, you know? Um, anyway, so we started writing. Yeah. I remember we just both got out blank papers and sat yeah. at our counter, right? And I think the first prompt was, what is most important to you? Yeah. Like, what is the most, what are the most important things? And we, we just started to writing. The, the two oh, of us so just... So we wrote for ourselves, okay. right? Like, okay, I'll, the one... I'll write my answers, you write your answers, and then let's compare okay. and look at our, oh, these are the same, right? Like, top two or three were the same. Yeah. And then, you know, there's some differences and it's like, okay, cool, I can like support you with that and you can support me with this and you know let's just figure it out but i just have to like re-emphasize how significant it was like the the headspace i was in and the way that i was feeling that night it just completely flipped on its head and instead of i was imagining this like this is going to be a crappy weekend where i'm going to be like looking for jobs or something mm. online and like calling you know talking to my friends like hey how are you guys hiring over there right. you know like <laughs> Uh, and instead it was just this kind of these blue sky questions, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. Instead it was this very creative and exciting, um, co, uh, discovery process mm -hmm. of, and just getting clear, like get, like, let's get clarity on all the things. Cause, um, I think we had just slipped into, yeah, the, there was this comfort zone and there was habit and there was sort of like, this is just our lives and we're just doing it every day, you know, like we got mm -hmm. our routine. And then this, this event at my workplace just shook it up enough that we, it, it allowed us to take a step back and reevaluate mm -hmm. our entire lives. You know, it was like, let's just pretend that we don't have all these constraints. Mm -hmm. Like, what would we choose? What would we do? You guys asked the question of like, if money were no object, mm -hmm. like, uh -huh. what would you do? And then you figure it out later, right? Yeah. And yeah. I'm sure we were like, feeling some of that influence because we had had many conversations yeah. prior to the navigators framework and you know things that you guys have established now um so i'm i'm no, sure your influence subliminally has been that was felt like for in there so grateful <laughs> so that goodness has been planted a long time ago and i have it yeah so so grateful for that but was, i remember our oh, blank ahead. papers do you remember we compared them and we had the exact same word at the top of our list which was family mm. and not just our family but like families. That family is family most unit. important to you. Yep. Yeah, families of the world. Like, and a deep desire to strengthen families. And um, I mean, I don't know how in-depth we want to go. There's a lot to talk about, but maybe just long story short, over the course of the weekend, it just felt there were uploads. Like, just like, all of a sudden we could visualize things we'd never visualized before. We're like, oh my goodness, what if we did this? What if we did this? And one of the things that was so beautiful, that was such a breakthrough, was... Um, all of the education, all of the experience that Mike had had in his branding career, mm -hmm. which he was like, am I even on the right path? Is this even fulfilling? Is this meaningful in like any sort of like eternal sense? The Lord helped us to see, oh my goodness, if you shift that towards the family and helping families get really clear on their core values, on their, 
guiding principles on their purpose. Like how powerful, how strengthening. It's like he'd been prepared all along. And I just love that moment, that like aha moment where I I feel like we just like we cried. We were just like, oh my goodness, all along. Like yeah. we have been prepared all along. We didn't even know it, but like here it is and here's what you're meant to do. And then again, just like, it could expand into this, it could get expanded to that. But like that weekend is when we started to like create our own, um, we call it the Crest and Purpose mm -hmm. Guide. And it's a branding exercise, but it's for families, it's for individuals. And we did it for our family. And that was such an amazing experience to get really clear, like what is our family all about? What are our core values? Can I jump in here? Oh yeah, yeah. Because I know you you were remembering the conversation that you two had, yeah. Emily and, and Aaron, about, hey, we've kind of discovered mm -hmm. it. And then I remember, you know, you were taking all of your branding, um, I don't want to say Expertise. branding exercises, but I, kind of yeah. like the, the process that you'd mm -hmm. go through with a company and you said, we're going to turn it and we're going to shine it on a family and mm -hmm. let a family go through this experience. And I remember we were visiting my parents at the time mm -hmm. and we had our kids with us and we sat out on my parents' back deck yep. mm -hmm. and we went through this as, I mean, I remember where we were when we yeah. went I through this, yep. this exercise and, um, and we still have our crest, nice. it's, you know, where we can see it in our home. Mm -hmm. And so why don't you guys talk a little bit about that process? And then I want to discuss about where it's kind of gone yeah. from there. I just want to say one thing. I've Well, two things probably. First of all, I just love the story about all the blessings that were in the blurry times. Mm -hmm. Like that, that blessings and blurry. Yes. That's good. That, that <laughs> led you to dig for something deeper. Mm -hmm. um, and that really turned the soil, which I love that you, guys approached it that way that you were willing to be humble and brave enough to adjust your perspective on the situation and like you said you had help from the lord in that i also really loved how earlier aaron you said that mike's countenance was crestfallen mm -hmm. and at the end of the experience <laughs> you came away saying like we are gonna like lift up these crests oh, for families that. right like I we're gonna that. like I don't. I don't know the opposite of crest fallen, crest raised, <laughs> crest lifted, crest lifted. Um, but it really is just trying to help people get super clear on. I think even having values before you start setting goals is, mm -hmm. you know, the the more important thing. Um, and I love that we have ours, and it we've come back to it again and again. We. It has many parts, right? Mm -hmm. There are images that go with it and then there are phrases that go with it. And there's a, a motto basically, which I guess would be in in business, it would be like your one-liner. And that is short enough that I can always remember without mm -hmm. review. And nice. ours is as children of our heavenly father, we seek, as children of God, we seek the best for ourselves and others. Nice. Like it's just a pursuit of excellence mentality right for, a mode everyone, of operating yeah. for everyone yeah love it and it took so, us a while to get to that it took us a yeah. long time yeah. we were still <laughs> all of these things that you're all about down into one phrase it is it is work it it's yeah. it but there's power in those words right and the meaning behind them um that's that's one of our guiding principles of our thing is uh, thoughts and words have power to create mm -hmm. and the the crest and the purpose statement is a manifestation of that concept, right? It's like we put the thought and the words here and it's now creating uh, so many aspects of our lives because mm -hmm. 
I love that you brought up the distinction between like a purpose or an intention and a goal. Uh, Cause I think that the purpose and the intention precedes the goal, right. Mm-hmm. And even the significance of the goal. Um, and I, I love that personally. I'm not, I'm not really great at setting goals and having like a checklist of all the things that I'm going to do, but I do, I do feel like knowing what my intention is and what my purpose is drives me to do those things anyway, whether or not they're on a checklist, mm-hmm. <laughs> if that makes sense. Well, it does because when you know your value system and your and your purpose, then you have a, a rubric or a really mm-hmm. clear filter for mm-hmm. deciding what you're going to say yes to and what you're going to say yeah. no exactly. to. So you aren't just shooting your energy out in every direction. Exactly. Yeah. And so you, you progress yeah. because you're like, does it I'm align? heading exactly. north, exactly. you know, yeah. is that north? Then, uh, then I'm going there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I love it. To get to your question of like, what does it kind of consist yeah, give us, of? Give us the right. overview. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, the, it starts with the core values and the core values are like your what, like what are the most important things in your life? And that's where a lot of people go to like, oh yeah, it's like faith and family and it's, uh, or even certain kind of attributes like charity and kindness, uh, compassion, whatever, all these good things, right? Uh, whatever they may be. Um, so that's the first thing you, you figure out what is your core values, your what, yeah, Yeah. your core Mm -hmm. values. Then we get into the guiding principles, which are a little bit more of an expansion on that. So if we talked about what's most important, the guiding principles are like the, how, Mm -hmm. like, how do you fulfill these things? How do you live them? And they're just these beautiful nuggets of wisdom and truth. Right. And you guys are full of these, like you have so many good guiding Mm -hmm. principles that, We've learned from you that, that you've <laughs> well, shared that you with live us. By. This was that so fun. We did this as a family because we're like these these nuggets are like kind of like what are the things that are said on repeat yeah. in your family? Yeah. Yes. And yes. I remember one of them was uh, what could go try, right. Try, what could go right? <laughs> Trial and error works every time. Mm. Was another one. Oh, nice. Um. Anyway, we made a whole list. Yeah. We just had a blast. Make going, stuff because yeah. you know, like our kids would be like, "Oh, Dad always says this. Mom always says yeah. this." And yeah. then we were like, "Well, you always say this." <laughs> and, you know, and we just had a great time realizing kind of like the threads that have woven the the tapestry of our family culture. Well, I love, love it because it. it's already in you. You're already but, living it. But yeah. to like gather it all in one place and put it into words, mm-hmm. it's, it's mm-hmm. a treasure to codify yeah. it and articulate mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Then we could say like, oh yeah, that is who we are. Like it's mm-hmm. holding a mirror back yep. at us and just yeah. really refines. And I love that you're talking about what coming before how. Yeah. Mm. Emily and I are big proponents of that. That don't, because we, if we start with how, uh-huh. then we're limiting ourselves to what we know, what we, we're, we're sure we're capable of, what we have experience with. But when we go to the what first, you're talking about values, but we're, you know, yeah. Emily and I often mm-hmm. talk about like, you know, what are the things that you that you seek what are your dreams right yeah, yeah. Like the vision and, yeah. and the sometimes vision. our what the thing the what is bigger than our current how yeah and we have to grow our our how or yeah. who we are to to receive or be capable of or comfortable with bigger bigger what's yeah so that. anyway so keep going love that i'm so glad you added that that's such a good insight to that process that i hadn't fully like considered so thank you Um, so when, after going through the guiding principles, which is the how, uh, the purpose is the why, um, that is what, how, why, why. yeah, Yeah, it's your why. And, um, there are a lot of brand experts out there and people that talk about this, like Simon Sinek is, is, has like a famous thing about like, get to your why it's Mm -hmm. the, uh, 
golden circle or something. I forget what. But he most it. people ignore it. You yeah. might, if you're listening yeah. to this, you might know like your company might do this where they ask you what's your why, and you'll say it's your family, and then they'll give you incentives that take you away from your family, and they aren't <laughs> actually. Got a bone to pick right. on this area. I do. They <laughs> yes. aren't actually aligned. Like yes. they say, like Simon Sinek said, to figure out your why. So now that we know your why, right. And then, and then it doesn't mm. change anything. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not like, oh, we're going to... Anyway, I have lots of ideas. But anyone wants to hit me up with how you can align your reward system with and your, and your, and your employee values. Corporations need some right. consulting in this area. Emily's your girl. <laughs> I love it. So yeah, the why is the purpose statement. And it's literally answering the question, why am I here on this earth? Or why is our family here? Like, mm-hmm. why? What, what, is, mm-hmm. what is the intention? What is the purpose? And there's a lot of different ways to arrive at ideas to to get this i you know to get this kind of locked in, and I've been kind of focusing on this more for individuals lately, just because that's more of the work I'm doing. This applies to individuals and families, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, but I'll I'll sometimes prompt people to think about just without overthinking it, like what are the things that bring you the greatest joy and fulfillment, like. Just list those out. Mm-hmm. What is it? Because often that's like your purpose is right in there, right? Just mm-hmm. the things you're naturally drawn, drawn to. to do. Mm-hmm. Um, another one, which uh, Aaron talks about a lot. In fact, maybe you can talk about it, it the way that our oh. adversities. Yeah, are, no, yeah. this has been interesting because we've done this guide with enough individuals and families over the years that we've noticed a very interesting pattern is that so often um, challenge and trial is deeply connected to purpose. Like our pain is connected to our purpose. And so that's a good place to pay attention and get curious. Like what have been my personal challenges and trials? Because I feel like, again, God wants us to serve from a place of authenticity, a place of experience. And so often those trials and challenges are our education or our preparation for the work we have to do on this earth. And, um, can I, do yeah. you have an example you can give of that? Because that, that's a great concept, yeah. but I think for some of us, it might be hard to say. Yeah. What does, well, that, what does mean? that mean? Do you, I, so, something yeah. that do comes you to mind? One? Well, the, I, the Galloways come to mind. Or oh, should sure. I mention? Yeah. Go for it. So, as a family, maybe you have one for an individual, yeah. but we did this for a beautiful family back in California. Um, they have a daughter who has special needs, mm-hmm. and their purpose. Oh, I wish I had it word for word. One part of it is to defend the defenseless. To defend the defenseless okay. and yeah. to just accept everyone, embrace everyone as, as they, they are. are. That's right. And I just feel like they just did that. They that's how they lived. If you knew them, their arms were around you, and they were, um, they were defenders. You know, mm-hmm. and so it was just beautiful to see how they lived that. And when they got clear in that purpose, I was like, oh my goodness, like it was just so. Um, genuine and so authentic coming from their own family's experiences. Does it, that's just like one example. Do you have yeah. one from like an individual? Well, yeah. One of, one of my um, co-founders, partners, he only a few years ago, he went through a really dark time and um, got pretty close to the point where he was like thinking of just ending it all. Like mm-hmm. got to that suicidal ideation place and got right up to the edge. And thankfully backed away from that edge. A a text message came in at the right moment that sort of shook him out of that headspace he was in. And after doing lots of um, healing and work and therapy and repairing his uh, relationship with his wife and his kids and everything, he is now such an advocate for suicide prevention Mm -hmm. and helping people when they're feeling utterly alone and depressed Mm -hmm. because he's like, I've been there and I know what that feels like. 
And now his mission is to like reach out to people that are in a similar spot and like help them. And he's like, I, and there's this genuine empathy and authenticity and mm-hmm. being able to serve people that are in that situation because he's lived it. You know, and people he's been are drawn there to in, him in some version. Yeah, right? people are drawn to him. So um, that's like another amazing. example. Okay, that's yeah, yeah that's perfect. Yeah. Okay, so we can often find our purpose in our pain. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can say that is that's the foundation of our story as well for what we're doing because mm-hmm. we were we were moving along, pursuing our goals and raising mm-hmm. our family, and then you know Eric produced a show off Broadway that failed, and he had given up his job to do that, and then. It was just like, it was really hard. We, we always say he was the poster boy for failure because it was literally on the cover of Crane's Business Weekly in New York City as like, here's what's wrong with the business model of Off-Broadway. And, mm-hmm. and he just kind of went into hiding and we had to go through this like mm-hmm. digging and discovering time. And it was really hard for me too when we decided to live on a sailboat that was facing a lot of fears that I had, a lot of... Um, <laughs> getting out of our comfort zone. And we really did. We felt deeply that these things were for other people, but we were so attracted to the messages we would hear that like we're capable of more, we're capable of more, Uh we're capable of more, right? There was this like tension between how we felt and how we wanted to feel, right? Mm -hmm. Like we want to believe that's possible and and then actually doing it and how, how hard it was. And it's transformative because you go through a complete like, spiritual overhaul of like who you think you are and can be and and when we realized that us broke living in a tiny apartment with little kids and a child with special needs and everything that we could do pull off something like that and then pull off something like that again and mm-hmm. again and again mm-hmm. we were like oh everybody's other people like <laughs> you you can do this you have more yeah. choices than you think and so that kind of became our drama like you have more choices and everything we create is trying to help people figure yeah. out like whatever angle, whatever in to unlock that door from the inside to come out yeah. of the comfort zone and be like, oh, I can do those things. Mm-hmm. I can consider those options. I am capable of more than I thought. So I think, I mean, I think that's our story. Also. Absolutely. And that's like, can awesome. you imagine doing the work you're doing had you not gone through that? Like, would you, what would you even have Wouldn't exist. to share? Yeah. Right? Wouldn't it's exist. like, no. Yeah. So, so much creation comes from that. Like, deconstruction and that like Mm. you know what i mean and it's just amazing it's amazing well and we go through it multiple times exactly exactly right but you're less scared once you've got on it deliberately it's not quite as scary the next time yeah okay we're gonna do that again yes (laughs) well it starts with courage and then you do it more and it becomes confidence right there you go it doesn't make it easy every time but like there's some experience to back it up uh, but I i was gonna just mention the point that um this idea of defining purpose it's not a you said it one time and that's it for eternity, right? Like our, our purpose can grow and evolve with us and depending on different stages of life. And so it's something to consider revisiting every so often. We Mm -hmm. revisited ours before we moved. And I love thinking of it as like this, like living, breathing document that can grow with you. Mm -hmm. I mean, as our kids grow, like maybe there's different, um, things to focus on that can be more resonant or more meaningful in this new stage of life that we're in or whatever. But that's what I love. And like, the work is just as meaningful um, in any stage that you visit it. Like our kids are now old enough that they can like be a real part of this instead of just 
us as parents kind of like being like, here it is. Right, mom and dad yeah, do exactly. it and present it to the kids. Exactly. Right. So it's just- they're older. Exactly. And actually, just real quick for our mm-hmm. listeners, how old are your kids now? Just age range We've got wise. a range between 16 and three. Okay, 16 and three. Five kids yes. all about. So it's all good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, all about three years apart. Got it. But yeah, no, that's like- it's a beautiful thing to do as we've done it with like newlyweds, you know what I mean? And they're just like starting off with this. And it's also so amazing to do with families that have older children because the kids can be a part of it. Like any stage that yeah, like a family wants to, to be <laughs> kind of like delving into this work, it it will meet you where you're at and it's meaningful no matter what. So Okay. So we've, sorry, we've got the, the what, the how, mm-hmm. and the, the why, why. And, and then, then the crest, which is the, just the crest, which the is sort of a, a graphic. Mm-hmm. Yep summary of those ideas and i know ours yep. ours has a sailboat and the mountains and some, yep. and yep. you might remember you know more precisely what else what's in there you but you were going to say something turtle. well i wanted to go back because we've we've gone on this this awesome journey in our conversation and you talked about meeting it can meet you where you are yeah. which i love and i kind of want to go back to that pivotal time when you realized this is our work. Our work is helping families and mm-hmm. we're going to use the skills we have, mm-hmm. both your design work and your mm-hmm. work with um, the body-mind connection. Mm-hmm. And you, how did you start? Because I know you had, like even then you were telling me of this, uh-huh. this elaborate vision for how this could play out like this whole campus, you know, uh-huh. you were going uh-huh. to get, get a place a to yep. do events. Yep. And, so, I mean, and so, so yeah. I want to back up to that. Yeah. Like what were the baby from steps? discovery, mm-hmm. what was the, what were the first action we steps? We started really boldly just asking people like, Hey, could we do this with your family? It's just an offering. It's free. So it's just, you know what I mean? It is super brave. And like sometimes- We were lucky enough to be one of them. Well, thank you <laughs> for right. being so willing because we learned so much from each of the families that we worked with. Um, and so we did that. We would just like, I, I would literally just like pray about it and families would come to mind and I'd reach out and be like, hey, would you be willing to do this with us? And um, as we would do it, it would just become more clear, like the process of like how we could best guide a family through this and the most efficient, clear way we would, um, we revisited our guide it. that we created yeah. so that we the questions could be more basic guide together yes. initially. And then we kind of learned and adapted. Yes. And- we would just make different iterations. And then, um, as far as taking it to the next step, I remember, um, standing in my living room and just getting this really clear prompting to hold a women's retreat, never done anything like that before, but I could see it in my mind's eye. I was like, I, I knew who to ask. I knew where I wanted to have it. And I just started texting people like, hey, I want to have a women's retreat on this weekend. Would you be willing to come? And an amazing gathering of women came and we did it at um, Camp Lijona Redwoods in Northern California. And it was just the most beautiful, like literally surrounded by redwoods and there was a river. We could go kayaking. And um, anyway, so we just started to like take that next bold step and just reaching out to people who felt safe, who we could practice and learn with. Um, so I did that with women. We did that with families. We asked a couple of families, Hey, we want to do a family retreat. Would you be willing to come? They did. And it was, it was amazing. And a family retreat, meaning the kids came too. Everyone is involved. Yep. The kids came too. We had multiple families. It was so awesome. And we had literally never done this before. We just were like, I think it's going to work. And we (laughs) just made it work and learned from it. And then, um, from there, just like a lot of practice over the years, 
And then there was like a pandemic. And then there was a pandemic. Yeah, exactly. In fact, it everything shut down the weekend of my women's retreat. I, I still remember that. Of one of them. Being, of you one of them. Others, yeah, yeah, I'd done others, yeah. but I was very heartbroken about that. I have but, a question for you in, the, yeah. in this timeline because at some point I remember you saying, "We're gonna we're gonna buy a place, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like, and we're gonna that we own to do this thing." Mm-hmm. Was that at this point, or is this further along? No, we had no idea how that was gonna work. But we, ima- I remember we you imagined it. Though. I remember we you saying it, it, it but it was, but it was like there was no plan for it. No, yeah, it was, we had was, no idea there was where no means we could just available. see it in our minds. Eye. You're just no like, means. we want to do this, but we have no idea how it's going to come exactly. together. Exactly. It was just something okay. that we could see in our mind's eye. I just yeah. want to remember, like, I feel like you were, you said that we long before that, you had any idea yeah, how it was going to happen. Yeah, we had that vision, like, from the get-go. Like, that same awful weekend. That was mm-hmm. all part of it. <laughs> the great and terrible the, the great weekend. terrible weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I know those, the, yeah, we have a few yes. of those in our well, family lore. And I love, I would hear someone say, like, oh, yeah, Aaron just invited me over for, like, a really delicious salad, and we went to do some purpose work. And yeah. you literally just had I people just come into people. your... Mm-hmm. Dining, to your dining table, to mm-hmm. your living room, yep. before you got a yeah. space at this camp or whatever. Exactly. You just said, oh, now we know our purpose, so we better get to work. Hey, who wants to come over to my house? And, <laughs> and we're going to get yeah. started like, doing the yeah. work. Consistently love, from the get-go. I love that you just started. And this will definitely say a lot about me but i remember asking you earlier like well do you have a website like how can i uh-huh. share this with people you're like no and i was like what <laughs> like, <laughs> my mind is just like blowing place. like how yeah. how do you not have a website you're not building an email list like your husband obviously is a has pro skills, at all yeah. this stuff has the skills for it. you're like no we're just we're just gonna work with people we're just doing it and then after it grew mm-hmm. and I don't know how, when, and where you decided to like bring the 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 website online and all the other things, yeah. but I just want to make it abundantly clear to anyone who's listening that there were zero obstacles between, or like there was nothing. There were probably obstacles, but there was nothing in between you deciding this is our purpose, and then you actually just getting started. You yeah. didn't have to. You didn't have to have a logo. You didn't have to have a company mm. name. You we didn't have to have started. a special location. You didn't have to have coordinated chairs. You didn't have to. <laughs> a brand color. Like, like even as a branding yeah. guy, you weren't like, oh, let's get our brand no. nailed down first. You're like, right. we're just going to go face in yeah. and start doing the thing. And let's we'll, start we'll work on all that other stuff else later. Yeah. Let's it's start been. helping people. Yeah. And I love it. I think yeah. it is so beautiful and so bold and, 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 and so authentic. Well, yeah, That's I mean, awesome. there's... um. We just read it in the scriptures in First Nephi when he's asked to build this ship, something he's never done before. And it says repeatedly in the same verse, it was not built after the manner of men. Mm-hmm. And that just stands out. I'm like, this thing was not built in the typical way. And I can trust that. Like the Lord can yeah. work with people who don't know what they're doing. He can work with people who've never done <laughs> something all before. Of us. <laughs> and it has grown organically. It has grown... Um, through word of mouth it's grown through just like personal experience we've just like learned as we've gone and it's evolved it's evolved and changed into different and new opportunities that we uh some that we did not uh manifest right or foresee back on that wait you didn't have everything when you first started (laughs) it's it's revealed itself along the way yeah shocker right okay no i mean it is crazy how many things did come to fruition though from that from that initial kind of creative uh weekend that we spent together including this idea which you were alluding to this we we were like what if there was this property where Mm -hmm. we could go and have these um beautiful experiences with individuals with families families, just gathering places um, yeah and and like 
what was it? Probably two years later, there, there was the pandemic. We ended up moving back to Utah. Um, I, I didn't get fired from my job. Right. And that was, that was actually such a tender mercy because we got to develop this stuff that we'd been doing without the pressure of like, we got to figure out how to make this work because mm-hmm, we need mm-hmm, to pay the mm-hmm, bills. Mm-hmm. You know, right, it was right. like, we could do this on the side. I could continue focusing on work. And, and by the way, work got way better, uh, after it turned that, around. like it, to- I got to do some of the, so, some of the coolest work of my career after that, like mm-hmm. low point, like things just, I, I ended up getting a totally different boss and then another boss after that and another one after that. And the, those last few, I just had like great relationships, mm-hmm. really, really supportive and awesome and like empowering and just all the good things. And so all these beautiful things came in the wake of that low point. Okay. I have a question about that yeah. that, I, that had never occurred to me until now, which is, do you feel like those shifts came because of things that were completely outside of your control? Or <laughs> do you think you had this, this weekend where yeah. you were just like, oh my goodness, we're energized. We're like... I'm going to lose my job. The world is open to us. What do we want to do? Mm-hmm. And then did you show up as a different person? And did, do you think that was a, a factor? A fact? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, and it might have been a blend, but I'm just curious. Yeah. I never thought of you coming into your workplace with a new uh-huh. sort of persona, mm-hmm. yeah. perhaps, or yeah. at least a new vibe. Energy. Yeah. Yeah. No, there for sure was a shift for me internally where I wasn't so preoccupied with how work was going and Mm. and my own self doubts and whatever like that was majorly like reduced reduced Mm -hmm. yeah um but the the, i'm sure it was a combination of things i I, there was no moment where i went back and everyone's like you're a new man like here's a promotion (laughs) (laughs) that would have been cool but (laughs) but no i think that like going back to work with a clear um purpose the way that I interacted with people, um, I felt like more opportunities came up for me mm-hmm. to talk about things that really mattered to me mm-hmm. that was based on my intention and purpose. And it wasn't related to like creating excellent, you know, branding materials or whatever. It was sort of like we'd get into some personal topics, uh, you know, with colleagues and I'd be like, this is an opportunity to talk about things that I really care about and mm-hmm. that really matter. And so I, I was having great conversations like that it wasn't directly tied to like my performance as far as the things I was measured on. Um, and I still, it took a while to get out of that muck. You know, it mm-hmm. wasn't like an instant change. There was sort of a little bit of that turbulence for it to, you know, write it out for a while. Still. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And then it just continued to get better, which is amazing. Um, but that was all leading to the point of, it was probably what, two years after that, after the pandemic, we moved to Utah and then suddenly we found ourselves just in this totally unexpected circumstance where we actually were able to get a property in Midway. Mm. And we were like, <laughs> Aaron was looking at a couple of different spots and we went and, and looked at them. And there was one that was just this little corner property, uh, pretty, mm-hmm. uh, pretty small, like more affordable, you know, all the reasons to like consider it. And we went and checked it out. And then we went to this other one that had this, it was just this beautiful property. And, but, uh, but like, there's a humility about it. It was like simple. It wasn't luxurious. But so it's special. like an old Kind place. of a rusticness. Yeah. Rustic. Like, yeah. An, like a homey. Like a soul to it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It had so much soul and character. Uh, a bit of a fixer upper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lots of issues. But we, we got there and you go across this little bridge over a little pond 
with koi fish in it. I mean, are you kidding me? Our jaws right? are dropping. right. But yeah. and again, though, not like super fancy. It was just simple, but like so, so special. special. And you go across this little wooden bridge and you get to the house and the front door, it says on this wooden engraving on the front door, it says a place of safety and peace. And the doorknob is a beehive temple, like a a Salt Lake City temple doorknob with the beehive engraved (laughs) on it. And we were like, how did they get the temple doorknob on this house. <laughs> I'm sure it's a replica. <laughs> so, but we were Religious just like, thieves. Wow. Yeah, I know. So we were just like, this is, this is cool. Like, this is special. And then we went in and there was just more and more uh, little artifacts. And the previous owner had like hand painted all these beautiful things in the house. And literally on the, on the floor of the office, there's this seal that says the glory of God is intelligence. Oh, and you walk that. into the office and I, we were just like blown away by all these things. And I look at a picture on the wall and there's a guy I recognize and I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's Travis who I knew from New York city, you know? And, uh, it turns out it's his mom's house that's for sale and, 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 and property. And so I texted him and was just like, Travis, I just saw this, you're in this incredible house and property. And I was like, man, it's so special. It's so cool. It's a bit out of our price range, but so awesome. I'm glad we got to check it out. And then he goes, well, for us, like it really matters who the buyer is because there's so mm. much nostalgia and Whoa. meaning and whatever. And he's like, just maybe, you know, think about what maybe an offer it, might maybe be. Maybe put an offer. Yeah. You can't afford. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll talk to my mom. <laughs> exactly. And so we put in an offer that was significantly lower, not crazy, but like a decent, you know, amount below the asking or the listed price. Not something you would have dared to uh-huh. yeah, make exactly. as an offer if you right. hadn't got that nudge if, from Travis. <laughs> exactly. And um, they came back and, and we met uh, his his mom too. And, and uh, had Aaron and, and she had a really special connection, like just or connected right away, I should say. And um, we, we put in that offer and they countered like just a little bit. And they mm-hmm. said, we, we know like the fact that you guys have this intention for this property and that you care about all the, the little quirks and like special hand painted touches and whatever. And that we none, didn't, none of that's going to get painted over. Yeah, or yeah, removed. We, we didn't want to come in with a wrecking ball and like start over because some people probably would have done that uh-huh. with mm-hmm. that location and that, that space and everything. And so it worked out like we ended up getting that place and wow what a miracle it was amazing yeah i want to share this really briefly hilma and i um had a moment in the front room that's the the that's the previous owner the mother she's so amazing and um she said that when she first got the place it was shortly after a divorce felt like things had fallen apart she felt very broken and the house at that point was in really really bad condition um she even said there were like holes in the walls. Like it just needed a lot of work. And I'll never forget this. She said she was standing there in the front room, just looking at this, feeling overwhelmed. And that she just felt the spirit say, just watch what I can do with those who trust me. And then she just poured so much love. And she's like, I just wanted to create a place of healing for me and for my family. And she's like, I did anything I wanted to do, even if it was against the rules. And so she just like, <laughs> just created and painted and just like did all the things that just made her happy. And I feel like people go to that space and they can feel her faith, her healing, like the intention that she created, it's like infused into the walls, into the floor. Mm -hmm. Like people will come and they'll be like, I just feel like I'm home. 
Mm-hmm. Or I f- it's a place where people can go to grieve. It's a place where people can go to rejoice. We've had mm-hmm. families go like to celebrate the birth of a baby or, or honeymoons honeymoon. or <laughs> yeah, reunions sure. or do you our, mean? one of our daughters. Yeah, it, it's yeah. just a special place. And I think that because of who she is and how she lived and what she poured into it, um, it has a very, very special feeling. And I feel that it's just amazing the orchestration that somehow it was available right when we were looking and somehow we were able to like make this offer and I'm just still amazed that that actually so orchestrated so orchestrated I I love that watch what I can do with people who trust me yeah that is powerful that stays with me okay first first of all I want I want you to tell us what you've named it and then I want to jump ahead to because you've invited us to teach in this Mm -hmm. space and we've spent Mm -hmm. some time there so I want to jump ahead to that if that's okay yeah so tell us the name of the place the name of the place is Bridgehaven. Which I love. Yeah. So you go across the bridge, yep. p- across the poi- koi pond, yep. into the house. Into the haven. It feels like crossing that bridge, it literally, you are crossing a threshold yeah. of some kind. So and you leave the world It's behind. a beautiful, yeah. visceral the experience. Physical, yeah, yeah, the physical experience of like walking into this space and the environment that's there um, is very conducive to the intention of that space. So, And I think how you invited us to come there was is indicative of how you've gone about all of this. Mm-hmm. You just said, would you be willing to, and we were living in California briefly mm-hmm. during the pandemic. And you said, will you come teach, do a retreat at this new property that we own? And, and you just said, just tell us what you need, you know, and, and we'll make it happen. You, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of, what was the first time? Yeah. It, and mm-hmm. so we were like, well, we'll just figure it out together. And we uh-huh. felt so safe to do that yeah. Yeah, with you because we hadn't done one of those before either for couples anyway. And so just to kind of describe what it was, we, well, actually, why don't you describe how it was from your side? Because we came, we just road tripped out there and we yeah. ended up spending the weekend and you guys invited, as you do, you just sort of felt invited the people that you felt should be there why don't you talk through because you'd done a couple of things there before we came right yeah just like a few like i think i only did women's retreats up until that point right yeah Yeah. and this was the first couples yeah you were the first couples retreat that we did there so why don't you talk about you know kind of like getting into that and then what it felt like just the space becoming the thing that you imagined oh it was i don't know are there words like just the realization of a dream like something that you could see in your mind for so long and just this eye of faith. And then suddenly here we all are in the same room together. And then I think about the connections, like the people that needed you and how that has shifted the trajectory of their lives. And I'm oh, just yeah. like, I just continue to be amazed. Like, again, like watch what I can do with those who trust me. And all of us are just stepping into that in I our just, own ways. I just want to say two other um, couples that have been on this podcast were at that retreat. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Dan and Natalie Reeves. Mm-hmm. And Shondi and Drayson Kilpatrick. Yep. That's right. And so, yeah, it's it's kind of it's rippling out. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm maybe I'm not asking the question in a very articulate way, but just like, you know, what has it become, or how, you know, you so you what, bought so this where house. Where are we now? Is yeah, like, kind well, of, well, kind of from like the pivotal... you know, you bought it from Hilma, and it was this. Mm-hmm. It needed work, mm-hmm. and then you know. Mike put his awesome design touch on it and you both mm-hmm. kind of like in, like redecorated the place and it's yeah. a beautiful home. Yeah. And, you know, and now you use it for lots of things. Yeah. yeah. 
So just just kind of like talk yeah. about that because you're using it for men's retreats, which I've also been to. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of like you know fill us in a little how bit there and paint there. a picture about what it is now and how it yeah. how it runs. Well, it was cool how there was this initial intention of uh, again the what, but we didn't have the how. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then we and then it was like okay how we'd love to have a place, and then that all unfolded, and now it's like okay we have this this destination, this place to be able to do these things, mm-hmm. and it started with Aaron like doing women's retreats there and just coming back and being like, it was so incredible. It was so amazing. You know, I just have to say also for my part, when you're like, Oh yeah, we now have the place. I was like, Oh my goodness. How did they do it? It's happening. Like they, like they said, but we, none of us were like, how is it going to work out? None of us knew. Yeah. And then you're like, we've got it. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I told you one part of that story, right. Of, of how we were able to like put in an offer that we were able to make it work. There's like so much more to it than that uh, that could take so a many lot miracles. Of time. Yeah, yeah miracle it, was, upon miracle. it was just like this path was just unfolding um, one step at a time, and some very significant steps, you know, at a time. Um, that story being one of them that I shared earlier. But um, yeah, it was sort of uh, this, and it, it was also for our family, right? So this idea of strengthening families—that's part, Including that's like ours. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. core to our purpose statement, which. Uh, our family purpose statement is to seek to know the living God, to strengthen the family and help build Zion. Mm. And so our own family inclusive, right? And so we would go to that place just with our kids and spend a weekend there and, and they'd run around in the, in the property and, you know, or play in the snow in the winter or whatever it is. Right. So there's those kinds of gatherings that we would have. That's maybe a more typical, like somebody has a little getaway like place family. or a cabin yeah. or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's that purpose. But then we had the the individuals and families that we wanted to do this work with. And when we were thinking of how could we get uh, couples or families to be more a part of what we're doing there, that's where we were. Um, you know, we had our, our own crest and purpose work that we had been doing and we were like, Oh, what would a, a whole experience around that look like? And then I can't remember at what point we like thought of you guys or how that happened, but we were like, oh, it'd be so awesome for the mm-hmm. Ortons to come and just speak to mm-hmm. uh, some families that we know, some I couples. I literally want everyone I know to know so... you guys. <laughs> I'm just like, I yeah. want everyone to meet you yeah. and I mean, to be so touched generous. by you. You're I'm so serious. No, and so, yeah, we just... an inspiring story, you know, and, and we just imagine like I knew it would be good. Like, come. I just like, I know this is going to be amazing. And so we just started inviting. And then like with the women's retreats and the men's retreats, like... It just, we just started inviting and they started happening. I mean, yeah, do you want to share? There was an evolution to it. Yeah. And, and so we imagined doing just like seminars where it was honestly stuff that we wanted to yeah. experience ourselves. We're like, wouldn't it be cool if we could just have the Ortons come and like tell their story, you know? <laughs> and then we want to have like the Covingtons do something, just all the amazing people in our lives. We're like, let's right. just get together there. And I mean, we could just all hang out somewhere, but wouldn't it be cool if we gave them a, a, a place to purposeful, yeah, intentional, gathering. intentionally gather mm-hmm. and like teach us and share things and talk about it and ask questions and really like get into the good stuff, you know? And I feel like yeah. we've been so blessed through the different moves and the different people that we've met through the years. Mm-hmm. We know amazing people. We have amazing friends in our lives and we love creating spaces where they can share their expertise. They can share their stories. They can shine. You know what I mean? And so I don't know. It's just been an incredible thing to connect worlds, I guess, and to be like, you got to hear their story or you got to like, we had Joseph Bricky come share mm-hmm. about temple symbolism and sacred mm-hmm. geometry. And like, that was remarkable, you know, and just like, there's so many 
people out there who I feel like everyone has something amazing to share. And so to have a space where that can happen, and it just almost feels very natural at this point. It doesn't feel so scary. It doesn't feel so hard. Um, people want to gather purposefully, mm -hmm. I feel like. I feel like that's something that is really, I don't know. Needed. Needed. Yeah. Needed. So it might have been one of the cameras turning off. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. Well, okay. actually, sorry, before ahead. we move off of this, I want to say, I think that's a really important point mm -hmm. that um, it's a lot less hard now. Mm -hmm. Right. That you, you've learned a lot. You've done mm -hmm. a lot of things that felt impossible. Is it mm -hmm. safe to say that you yeah. just kind of like, you had an idea, but you had no idea. Uh -huh. Never imagined and you'd yep. be doing this. And Never. it's, and it's yeah. come to fruition. Mm -hmm. And you're saying, oh yeah, now like, because you've invited us to a lot of things, and we've been able to come to a couple, but mm -hmm. not not most of them. But the fact that you're just like, oh yeah, now we're gonna do another one of those things that we've done so many of, yeah. mm -hmm. and there's an ease to it, yeah. and a comfort to it. Mm -hmm. And Emily and I, sometimes when we actually we haven't talked about this in a while, but when we do corporate speaking gigs, it's like we talk about three kinds of comp confidence. Mm. There's competence. The confidence comes from gaining a new skill. Competence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm from credibility, mm -hmm. doing what you say you'll do. Mm -hmm. when, when we do what we say we'll do, we become more confident. And we become, we become more calm because we realize that whatever is gonna come up, we're gonna figure it out because yeah. you have a track record with yourself. Yep. And I feel like you guys have established a track record for yourself and you have the skills of, you know, you, you beta tested this mm -hmm. with lots of willing mm -hmm. individuals and families. And you've also, you've done what you've said you would do. Mm -hmm. And so, just hearing you say those things, mm. I feel the confidence that you have in what you're doing now. Mm. I mean, I felt it before, like confidence of we want to go in this direction. Now it's the confidence of look at what's look at what has happened. Yeah. Yeah. And and you can not like look at what we've done, like what we've done, but just saying no, that there's yeah. we can point to all this evidence. There's experience and and, yeah. and it's gone from theoretical to actual. And and that shows up in how you think about it and feel about it and talk about it, at least from my perspective. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I can just say from experience, it feels amazing to live your purpose. Mm. <laughs> it feels amazing to live your purpose. That doesn't mean that it's easy. Oh my goodness. It's <laughs> it's really hard sometimes. Well you guys have you guys' lives have not been perfect. <laughs> well, I think All yeah, we would love the waves have gotten bigger. The waves yeah. have gotten bigger. Oh, but I love it's that way of putting so it. fulfilling and there's so much joy. Um, yeah. And there's, there is opposition, you know, when, there is. when you are seeking to do a good work, mm -hmm. <laughs> there is like, there are opposing forces. And sometimes it's the, the kind of thing where maybe it is signals of like, maybe we're not on the right track and we need to, you know, pivot or, and that's a lot of, you know, introspection and prayer. Sometimes though, it's literally just the, resistance before doing a good thing or doing something that might be life-changing can i share i mean i'm yeah, not saying yeah. that these were going to be life-changing but like there was a pattern for a while there that i was just like oh great every time i would do a women's retreat some big disaster would happen at Bridgehaven. Mm. like our fireplace literally like fell out of the wall because of all the snow like the weight of the snow just pulled the, the fireplace chimney. out of oh, the chimney, the, whole the chimney, chimney and the fireplace separating from the out. house. Yeah, and so you. <laughs> I thought you just wanted a new fireplace. No, <laughs> no, it dropped out three days before my women's retreat. Oh my! And word. what's amazing is, God provided, and we, I was still able to hold the women's retreat. 
got wow. it boarded we up just got it boarded up patched up and okay, we still like, did there was like a new chimney hole. came in no, no. <laughs> there was no. literally a hole in the it was like living like, room like raccoons like, could have like gone in and out yeah snow. it was crazy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was winter i mean it was and insane. then just a few months later again days before my next woman's retreat are the pond flooded everywhere just because oh. of all the runoff and all the oh, snow wow. so there was just there's just like lots of things that come up and it's so often right before an event or a retreat or a gathering but what's cool um, I had a moment where um, patterns are interesting. The Lord works through patterns. And I remember this moment where he taught me, like, reframe this. Every time something happens, it seems like a disaster. I want you to reframe it because you're about to see a miracle. Mm-hmm. You're going to see a miracle. I will follow through. I will pull you through this one. And he has every time. He's never let us down. And so I feel less and less concerned and less of a feeling of dread, like, I would almost feel like this like heaviness before a big event because I'm like, oh, what's going to happen? Do you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But um, at this point, I'm like, it's going to be okay. He absolutely will follow through and I have nothing to worry about. It's going to work out every time. So it's been confidence building, but not easy. Not easy. Yeah. So what have been, I, I appreciate you talking about some of the obstacles mm-hmm. and I'm sure there are, you know, spiritual obstacles that come oh, yeah. up as well. Oh, absolutely. Of, like, so, so many. As as you turn the soil and you reinvent yourself to become capable and comfortable with these new things, then obviously you're, you're always going to discover uh-huh. <laughs> some new things. So I'm curious, what are, that was a great insight about just like that growing confidence and trust that lots of obstacles will continue happening and then you, and the Lord will be there for you. Mm-hmm. What are some of the other, um, I guess the insights, the takeaways these kind of like, I don't know, I don't know what the right word to use, but like these things that you then treasure in your heart and say, mm-hmm. oh, here's a truth that I get to move forward with now mm-hmm. that you have um, taken from this journey. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, it is a good question. It's one I need to reflect on for a moment. <laughs> well, while you're thinking, yeah. I'm going to, uh, here, here's where I'd love to go after you answer that question. I'd love to talk a little bit about the light within us. Mm-hmm. I'd love to talk a little bit about here. And then I think, you know, then we'll start to wrap up. But I want to just, I don't want to not talk about those two things. Yeah, where are we? Where are we now? Because those are sort of outgrowths. Is it safe to say those are outgrowths of Bridgehaven? Yeah. All right. So, um, and if you want to talk about those and then come back to Emily's question, if you need more time. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be every single thing that you've learned or like the most. But what what comes to mind first about like the shaping influence that this has has been on you? Well, I think you shared one already, which is, I don't have to worry. Like, you know, you kind of the dread before yeah. an event, like it's going to be okay. Even if the chimney separates from the house or mm-hmm. those flooding, mm-hmm. cause you yeah. have this new trust and confidence yeah. to me, that seems like one. No, that's, that would be that's an been life changing. That would be an example. Yeah. That has been life changing. Um, I want to say this like in the most like articulate, honest way possible, but just this realization from experience, not just from like belief or theory that, um, God is capable of doing his work mm, and that mm-hmm. amazingly he invites us to collaborate with him. Like what? The God of the universe wants to work with me. Mm-hmm. He wants to work through my hands and my words. And I often just feel so inadequate. And so um, like I've got nothing to offer, but like he can, I know that he can work through the weak, through the simple, through the broken. And that as we come together, just with that, like if we're just willing to show up, 
he's got miracles prepared and that every single person has something so important to share. And when we come together, I feel like we can like reflect that to each other. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, The women's retreats that I hold, everyone who comes also is invited to share. And that's just been such a beautiful thing. It's not just like me sharing all the sessions. It's like they come and everyone has something to offer. I was going to say that was your format from the beginning. When you first said, hey, I want to do a women's retreat and you invited that those was, ladies. Yep. And you said, and I need you to take 20 minutes and you to take yep. 20 minutes or however yep. much time you gave them. Exactly. But everyone was contributing. It wasn't just, exactly. I'm going to, I'm not like I'm going to just feed you and you're going to listen to me talk. Exactly. You're no. Like, and it's like the Lord actually gave me that idea for the very first one that I did back in 2019. And I feel like the heart's of the women who come are in a different space when they're also sharing. I feel like there's like mm-hmm. a oneness or a an openness, a vulnerability, a willingness to like it's it's not just like a passive experience. Yeah. It's very you're a, you're a better listener when you know you're gonna be presenting. Yeah. It's like emotional, spiritual, intellectual potluck. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it exactly. all blends together to make a beautiful meal. And um yeah. there has been like um this is something that I've learned there's so much that I can't control. At this point, the people are coming to my routine. I don't know them. I don't know their backgrounds. I don't know their stories. And there's a massive amount of trust that I need to have that the Lord has slowly built with me to like hold a space where I'm like, I don't know what's going to come out of people's mouths. I don't know if everyone's Mm going to get along or if it's going to be compatible. But it's been amazing to see that every single time it's exactly right. It's exactly right. Mm -hmm. And I have just learned to just trust him. Just mm-hmm. trust him. This is his work, and he's working through each and every one of us. And so that feels really light. Mm. This work doesn't oh, wow. feel so heavy. It feels very light. <laughs> when it's not on your shoulders. No, it's not <laughs> on my shoulders. That's excellent. That's awesome. I mean, the the things that came to my mind were more around the audience that I'm currently serving most, which is men. And there's a lot of um, insights that have come from working with guys, which there's just a lot of like stigma and stereotype around when men get together and hang out, you know, it's, it goes about this deep, <laughs> whatever, mm-hmm. this deep, like, like an inch mm-hmm. deep. we're yeah. just going to talk about sports and whatever. And, and I know having been with you, I know <laughs> yeah. that that's not how it is. No. <laughs> you go a mile deep. <laughs> <laughs> we try. I mean, we, well, that's the, it's not even the, I try. It's like, if, if you give men the opportunity, um, to open up where it feels safe, where they can be vulnerable, where they can recognize that it's like a safe place to talk about how they're really feeling, how they're really doing. That's one of the stigmas, right? Is like, oh, guys don't want to talk about that stuff. I think that's false. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love to talk about that stuff. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just yeah. hungry for a place and yeah. people yeah. to talk. It's about. like yeah. you have to create the environment and the space for it where it's welcome and where it's safe and where it's encouraged, even. And then you just it can go so deep and, and have these amazing conversations and connections with people. And that to me was just one of those uh, insights, which is like, there's sort of this, um, yeah, stigma. I'll just use that word again mm-hmm. around uh, the male mind. <laughs> just men like, in general. Yeah, like, I mean, and general. it's been going on for decades. Yeah, absolutely. So, and so to be able yeah. to like witness how that can actually unfold in a space like that um it's it's been a really powerful amazing thing and then and then how much people sometimes they don't even realize it i've heard this feedback so many times someone will come to a retreat maybe because their friend invited them or they were just curious or whatever and they'll leave going i had no idea how much i needed that 
mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. it's, it's like, it's that thing I didn't even know I was missing that I was craving like deep down, maybe under some layers <laughs> of suppression or whatever it is right or distraction i mean i experienced that when i was just really busy at work it's like you're so distracted you don't really take the time to go inward and to really check in with how's my heart and soul doing right you just are kind of like go 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 and so you give people some space to explore that and to reconnect with that and get in touch with that eternal part of themselves and Mm -hmm. they are just so nourished by it and so blessed by it that they're like i need to do this like all the time (laughs) (laughs) on the regular on the regular yeah and so that those are the kinds of things that came to my mind from your original very poignant question (laughs) and i'm sure that i have some personal takeaways too that i could get to but that that's that's where my head went i think my follow-up question for both of you would be um well coming from a marriage partnership that is also trying to do some good in the world together in this more codified way. Like what have been some benefits to your relationship Mm -hmm. through doing this work, supporting each other in this work, Mm -hmm. whether you're doing it together or branching out with the same purpose. Yeah. Our relationship has gotten a lot more honest and open in communication because it's what we're practicing. It's yeah, no, it's yeah. it's been really good. It's been um stretching. Mm-hmm. It's been really stretching, but like in a healing way. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like it's just very safe to be real with each other. Whereas maybe in the past, not that it wasn't safe, but we just didn't have the same kinds of conversations. I feel like and we get it like yeah. When he comes home and tells me about his retreat, I'm like, oh, I get it. And like when I share with him or yeah. share the challenges or the joys, like we get it because we are doing this like arm in arm, you know what I mean? And it's just beautiful to be able to share it at that level. Absolutely. That, so we had a retreat with the Here Brotherhood down at Zion National or near Zion National Park uh, at like a glamping site nearby. And we have an app and after the retreat, I mean, it was this incredible experience. There were like 33 of us there and someone on the, on the text on the app was like, how do you guys talk to your spouse or partner about what just happened? He's Mm -hmm. like, I don't even know how to talk about this with my partner, you know? Mm -hmm. And people were literally sharing suggestions of like, oh, I just read through my journal and you know, da, da, da. And I just thought about that. I was like, yeah, that would be hard mm-hmm. if I experienced something like that and then tried to come back and talk to Aaron, who maybe, maybe she, like she wasn't. I was with the kids the same... all weekend while you were off. Yeah. You know, like yeah. we had totally different weekends, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So how do you, yeah. How to communicate that? So there's been a, a more, uh, a deeper capacity to really like understand and empathize and, and feel like so many times I'll, I'll explain something to Aaron and I'm like getting teary eyed just talking about it. Cause it was this beautiful moment and she's right there. I'm like crumple face crying. crying. I'm like, no, and she's I like, I that. could like, I feel like I was there, yeah. you know, it's uh so that's been really cool to be able to not just, I mean, have those experiences together in some mm-hmm. instances, but then when we do them separately, we get to like share in the stories and the outcomes and the and your power feedback, of it. like his, like insights and feedback that we can bounce off each other. Yeah. Like it's been really helpful to just again just keep refining this yeah. work. So. Well, I want to paint a picture a little bit for our listeners about here and the light within us. Mm-hmm. Kind of yeah. like as a as somebody who is you know you're in it, mm-hmm. but I'll say 
here brotherhood is sort of a men's focused nurturing men um both in uh open conversations mm-hmm. um i know that you do we did breath work when we were yep. together mm-hmm. and i'm assuming that when you were down in zion there was sort of some outside exertion adventure yep. elements yep. to it yep. and so that's that's the here brotherhood yep. and i know you're you're strong on linkedin and you've got your your app and a website and then you've got the light within us which mm-hmm. is Closer to home, yeah. It's, that's, it's that's we're we're and, the partners of that, and yeah. you, the two of you are doing that together. Yeah. And I and I know that it's a lot more um, yoga nights yeah. and some other kinds. Of, and and I don't even know all the kinds yeah, of activities. Maybe you should tell so us. Maybe what you it should is. tell <laughs> us that was totally because, funny. but all nourishing, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's always got good food. <laughs> <laughs> I do love to cook. Um, I feel like um, the light in us was just created around the idea of making safe spaces together. So through yoga classes, through breath work, um, meditation, whatever it is. Events, we we yeah. love to do events, again, either up in Midway or we're doing one in February that's like, I've got a friend who is going to be doing a dance workshop. And you know what I mean? That there's just, again, it's sort of like tapping, our- tapping into the amazing people that we know and mm-hmm. giving them a space to share their beautiful gifts so that we can all be edified. Um so that's the light in us. Yeah, and um, it, it kind of originated. I think we finally like made the website. Speaking of, yeah, like a few years uh, in, you're like, well, now that we've got the property and had, we've got the program, we're going to actually so we give it a then, name yeah, and give exactly. it a, a website, and yes. then we're going to do some branding. Yes. Yep, exactly. All backwards, but all beautiful. Yeah, no, the, the <laughs> prop, like we got the property first, and then we made the site, and then we we worked on um, our in Highland. We have a, a space dedicated for like yoga or breath work studio sessions. Space. Yeah, like a little mm-hmm. studio space. So, and that's one of the reasons we came up with like another name because otherwise we would have just probably gone with Bridgehaven. Mm-hmm. But we're like, well, no, we're, we're doing work in different locations. So you have two physical, locations. two physical locations. Two physical locations together. And you do sim- some similarities yeah. in these mm-hmm. kinds of events, but they're two spaces. Yeah. One that's more remote, one that's a little bit more accessible. Yep. Yeah. I mean, and, the one's right at our house, right? So yeah, we're yeah. just we're just doing events on like a Thursday night, tuck the kids in and then run out there and, and we'll do a yoga class or I'll do a breathwork session or whatever. So yeah, yeah so that that's, that's when we created that. Um, and then the here brotherhood thing came quite a while after that. So I, I had, I had started doing men's retreats like two years ago, roughly. And I had been doing those for many months. I think I had done nine or 10 retreats by the time, um, one of the guys that came to one of my retreats met these other two guys through LinkedIn who were starting this brotherhood thing. And so he just connected us. Cause he, he was like, you guys are really on the same wavelength here of what you're trying to do. And so I met those guys, John and Justin, and they, um, through a whole process, they invited me to be a co-founder with them. And I had this moment of like, I I was in a pretty good groove at that point. And I was Mm -hmm. like, this will shake things up, (laughs) you know, like Mm -hmm. this will, this is taking on a big thing. And, um, but at the same time I, I felt, um, I felt just called to it. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm, I'm kind of already doing this. This is just a way to amplify through um, collaboration and partnering up with some people that have their whole networks and their reach and their, and they were doing amazing things on, on LinkedIn. Like that one guy's story I mentioned earlier, he was sharing that story on LinkedIn, which was super vulnerable and really raw. And just the responses that he was getting of people saying like, thank you. And, or like, 
I'm, I'm in that boat and, you know, like just reaching out for help and he was there for them. There were just beautiful things happening. And I was like, yeah, let's, let's jump in on this uh, and combine forces essentially. Um, and so that has grown and evolved and become its whole, a whole other animal, you know, uh, and it's been incredible. Um, I feel like I was talking about this with somebody, it might've been Layla, Mm-hmm. Um, our friend Layla McCary. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, Shout out to New York. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> and California. She's and in California. Both oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> I, I think it was in a conversation with her, but I was explaining how I was debating whether I wanted to sign up to be like a co founder of a thing. Because uh, I was like, I was in a good group, like a good rhythm with what I was doing. And I just decided to like stretch and grow and jump into it. And she was like, oh, that's interesting. So you chose to grow instead of maybe being forced to grow in some other way. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, I did not think of it like that. You know, it's almost that like, do you choose to be humble or are you compelled to be humble? Yep. Yeah. Do you choose to grow or are you compelled to grow? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to run with that. Gonna, yeah, yeah I'm choosing way this. better. Yeah. Choosing <laughs> I'm choosing to grow because it's been challenging, it's but been it's so, been amazing too. Yeah. So Okay, so as we kind of come on the home stretch of our conversation, I don't know if you've got other questions you want to ask, but I, I just want you to be thinking about, first of all, there are probably, there are people listening to this that are going to have something that they're trying to create mm-hmm. in their lives. So they're trying to find their purpose. They're trying to, to be intentional and step into something that they don't know how it's going to happen. I want you to, any, anything that you can say that would, might be helpful to them mm-hmm. on their journey and then I also want, and then people might also genuinely want to just know about like, Hey, I want to go on, on one of these men's retreats, or I want to mm-hmm. be a part of light within us, you know, where they can learn more to, to get the benefit of the things that you guys are doing and, and, and offering. Mm-hmm. So one, something that might be helpful on their journey. And then something if they wanted to join in, in what you're doing, how they can learn more about that. Cool. You want to go? Um, the first thought that comes to me as far as just a helpful, very accessible tool is to write. Mm. right 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 and speaking our language yeah no i just feel like that was such a a huge um part of our experience of this creation process writing is interesting because it involves like effort and agency on our part i don't i think the lord has so much to give but i also think that there needs to be like a willingness to receive and i feel like the more we're willing to write the more he's willing to like share. Do you know what I'm saying? And so Mm -hmm. if someone out there is, you know, wanting to get clear, um, I think it was Sir Francis Bacon who said, writing makes an exact man. And I just think that like our words, like bringing whatever's out there into like words, into something like that has, it's in this physical world, then that can just continue to like bring the dreams into the physical experience, this physical realm. And it's there's something to it. It's just magical. It's just a magical thing. And it's something that anyone could do at any, at any point. Yeah. I so. love it. Maybe one step uh, to add to that. Cause I, that's where my head went too. was like, take, take some time to like write out what mm-hmm. this dream is like what, and you can start, I mean, when writing, you can kind of go big in the writing process, but then when it's it really comes cheap to, to write, yeah, <laughs> <doesn't cost. laughs> exactly. But then in the execution, it's like, okay, the how, right? Mm-hmm. How am I going to pull this off? I'm going to like take a page from, from your guys's book and say like, there's just things you can do to start small. Um, and in your navigator's framework, you have this laid out beautifully. Mm-hmm. So 
that's already there for people to, to access. But that idea of like, you don't have to go all the way to the big dream right away, but to just take little steps. And even so my first men's retreat, I was, I had like a vague idea of what I think it could look like. And I was just stewing over it like, ah, oh, cause Aaron would come back from these women's retreats and just be on cloud nine. And I'm like, well, what would like a men's thing look like, you know? And Aaron was like, well, let me just introduce you to someone I know who does men's retreats. <laughs> like, let's just start there. Nice. And I was like, that's great. You know, and maybe that's the find a mentor, you know, mm-hmm, principle mm-hmm. that you guys share too. And so I met her friend, Brian, and <laughs> he, he was so funny. He, I mean, he loved that I was feeling called to the work. And I love that about him. He was just very like open and collaborative. It wasn't sort of a, Oh, you want to do this too? Well, now we're competitors, competitors. right? He's like like so abundant mindset. Yeah. He's amazing. It it was, it was awesome the way he was approaching it, but he was, he said, I've got a retreat this Friday. This was on a Tuesday Mm -hmm. or a Wednesday. He's like, you got to come to my retreat on Friday. And it's so funny because I was like, well, I don't know if I want to go to a retreat. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, I'll host them, them. but I'm not going like, to go. I like, like, as a guest, I, you mean? I don't know people there. I don't, you know, all the All, all the, the fears, fears that everybody that comes to your retreat yes, has. Yes, exactly. Yes. And I'm like, dude, I can so empathize with anybody that I've, I've invited that's like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, I get it. <laughs> you yeah. know, like I know that feeling. Hilarious. But I, I went to one. And then it was modeled to me like, oh, here's all these, here's a way you could structure it. Here's all mm-hmm. these things that, that he did so uh, expertly. It was awesome. And it introduced me to some things that I was like, I, I got so much from that. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to figure out what's my version of that. Like, mm-hmm. how do I integrate something like that? And then, of course, I had my other material and the stuff that I was doing. So I got to just kind of like Frankenstein these things together. And then all the stuff that Aaron does and has done and, and that we've experienced together And so I started to put together, like, I think this is what a little uh, agenda would look like. Mm -hmm. And then my first step from there was to take some friends to lunch and and tell them about this amazing experience I had and then tell them about me feeling called to do something and just saying, would you guys be willing to try this with me? Like, are you down to come stay overnight at this place in Midway and be like my first group and we'll just like, I think it's going to be cool. We're going to bro down. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, and, and they were, they were down. They were like, yeah, let's do it. And so, um, and they actually kind of helped me co-create it over lunch. I was talking about how to structure it and they had some suggestions and I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, that's a great idea. You know? Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of tailored it and adjusted it based on feedback. And then we went and did it and it was incredible. Like it, mm-hmm. it went, it went so well, like beyond my expectations. It, it, people had, super powerful, meaningful, spiritual experiences, really bonding. I mean, it was just this amazing thing. And then all of a sudden, like, yeah, I mean, you you just are on cloud nine and you take off from that kind of experience, mm-hmm. you know, talk about confidence building. I mean, it was so scary going into that and all they all show up and I've got my agenda and it's like, okay, here we go. Like, I hope this works. <laughs> You're like, I don't know yeah, if, I, if I'm worried nobody will show up or if I'm worried everybody will show up. And I think I came to your second one, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think that's right. And it was very smooth and very, like, I felt reassured. Like, Mike's got this organized and we're just going to go with it. And I felt very, I felt safe and taken care of in the way, like, I, I could be at ease. That's probably yeah, a better way to describe yeah, it. So I just felt at ease because... I felt like 
Mike knows what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and like my palms are sweating. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like hope nobody figures me out. Yeah. No, and uh, then, and now it's like, I used to have to refer to all the materials a lot. Like, oh, what comes next? And, you know, I gotta, I want to like say this just right. Mm-hmm. And, and now it's at the point where it's kind of just there and it's, yeah, it goes a lot more smoothly now. Yeah. I love that. Guys, thanks for sharing those. And um, this has been such a fun conversation. We've been friends for how long? I don't even know how many years. We don't even have to count. Like raised forever. Our, raised our kids in forever. New York together. Yeah. And anyway, and so long, long time. And it's just a delight to sit down with you and to to hear a longer version of things that we've known a lot about, but not not everything that you shared yeah. tonight. Mm-hmm. So that's been really great for us. And um, before I, you know, before we wrap up. You know, I want you to tell people where they can learn more about what you're doing. Did you have any closing questions that you wanted to ask, Emily? I don't have any more questions for you guys. You're off the hook (laughs) (laughs) for now. No, I really appreciate you being so open and just this is the real you. This is the real stuff. These are the kind of conversations we have when there's no microphones Mm -hmm. and cameras around. And I appreciate you so much. This is showing up honestly and and. I think setting a great example for what it looks like and sounds like to be someone who has pursued and discovered and gotten in the path of doing the work of your purpose, Mm -hmm. right? And one of the things besides just how much we love to be around you and how inspiring you are and full of light and always looking for the good and being humble and seeing the best in others, I was really happy to have you come on because we talk a lot about outdoor adventure Mm -hmm. and it can be incredible it's such an efficient way to make a connection (laughs) right or to be out of your comfort zone or learn something but that isn't what is on everybody's heart right Mm -hmm. that isn't what everybody feels called to or drawn to and and so we were just really excited to be able to interview you that you're willing to share your story so that people can listen and say, oh, wait a minute. When Eric and Emily are talking about your dream or your goal or your Mm -hmm. vision, whatever it is, it can be so many different things. But we get to a point in life where, like you said, you're like, oh, I realized I was distracted, that I was just kind of like humming along in a familiar rhythm, but I wasn't thinking too much about where I was going or why, you know? And once you had, you know, that's like the law of physics, right? You're just going to be an object in motion, just mm-hmm. going to continue in motion until something else, you know, whacks me up the side of the head. And then you're like, wait a minute, where am I going? What am I doing? You know, and I think a performance l- review that can, <laughs> that can happen at any time in our life. And I love, I love that it was literally a performance review because we can do that for ourselves. Yeah. We can say, I want to just right now give myself a performance review. Like, how do I feel like my life is going? And mm-hmm. am I am I feeling like the satisfaction of fulfilling a, a purpose? Do I have a sense of purpose in and direction? And so I'm just so happy for everyone who's going to be able to have a chance to listen to this, to realize, oh, I don't have to want to live on a sailboat or mm-hmm. climb a mountain or write a book to be able to benefit from some introspection and some writing, maybe some prayer and just giving myself some space to figure out what am I meant for? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then realizing that it's worth the challenging work to get in alignment with that over and over yeah. again. Like there's a yeah. refocus element, right? Mm-hmm. So thank you. Thank you so much for just making that abundantly apparent that we're each 
here with a special call and and that this is what it looks like to heed the call. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It Thank has you. been quite an adventure in spite of maybe lack of like flying across the world. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's been its own kind of adventure and the rewards have been incredible. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, so, oh, go ahead. I just want to share, like, I feel like, um, the real work is always about what happens in the heart. Mm-hmm. Um, the external can definitely support that, but it doesn't have to look a certain way externally. And anyone who's listening, I just can say, even if I haven't seen them or met them personally, like I know for a fact that you have a purpose mm-hmm. and that um, it's already inside of you and that it's just waiting to be discovered. Beautiful. I love that. Okay. What could go right? Okay. The light in us. <laughs> yeah. Tell us Tell us where they can find you, websites or yeah. social media or whatever. So it's thelightinus.org or thelightwithinus.org. Both will take you to Ooh. the same place. Because so many times people are like, oh, it's the light within us. The light within us. I probably like, well, said it both ways. In us. Yeah. <laughs> both are correct. <laughs> Either one. You'll, you'll okay. Light in the, and light within us. Yes, dot org. Dot org. And that's where you'll see events. Um, Classes, in, events. Midway and in Highland and yeah, there's classes, uh, there's yoga, there's, uh, breathwork classes, there's kind of special workshop and weekend events. Uh, a lot of those are like couples or, um, some family based. And then can I um, just say real quick that you host these in Utah, but you have people coming from not, not just Utah, like coming yeah. from well, different like places guys, around yeah, the country. Like we came, came in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We came from California, yeah, you know, like, yeah. but you know, you don't have anyone that's listening. You don't have to live in Utah no, to no, come yeah. to these events. Welcome. Yeah, All absolutely. Just hop a flight to Salt Lake City and psh, you can get yeah. there. Road okay, trip. come be with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the the Here Brotherhood, which um, I have, well, three other co-founders of that now. We're a team of four co-founders. Uh, we are um, most easily found probably through our website, which is here h e a r e. It's like here. he are. Yeah, but he are, he are. exactly. <laughs> so it's it's actually the combination of the spellings of both here. So I hear you, H E A R, right? I, I'm uh-huh. I'm listening and I'm here. I'm present, like mm. I'm before you and I'm listening to you and I'm here for you. Cool. So it's both H E A R E exactly dot. Oh, so it's uh, it's herebros.com. Herebros.com. Yeah, or okay. find our app, and that's actually probably the better place to find us. So it's just the Here Brotherhood. It's on the Apple Store. It's on Google Play, and um, that's like the social platform. We <laughs> social media has a lot of baggage. We were like, no, we're not social media. We're social support. That's yeah. what we're gonna call this because it's a <laughs> totally different intention and different outcome than social media. So that's our social support platform, and uh, we do all kinds of cool events. A lot of our, our virtual like live stream events. So we'll do meditation sessions. We'll do uh, we'll have speakers come on and sometimes it's like a, a life coach or a therapist or all kinds of different speakers will come Authors, on and share things. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we do retreats that are kind of bigger scale at different locations. And our next one is down in Arizona, April 11th to 14th. Mm. Um, and we've got capacity to have a pretty good size group down there. So this should be exciting. Love it. That's awesome. And I just want to go back to this thing. I want, I think I want to end here, Aaron, what you're saying, like for anyone listening, this idea that you have a purpose. Yes. And what was the rest of it? You say you it's have a already purpose. inside of you. It's just waiting to be discovered. What could go right? <laughs> Thanks for Love listening, it. everybody. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for having us, guys. Thank you. So Thank much. you.
Hey, it's Eric. If you want to go sailing with us this year, here's how that works. First of all, we just got back from the Bahamas last week, had a blast. We have a few more trips planned for this year. There's two ways that you can come sailing with us. One is you can book by the cabin. And two, you can just get a group of six to 10 people together. Let me know. We'll check our calendars, find a time that works, pick a place that you're excited about that I want to go to, and we'll make it happen. So reach out and let me know if you want to get a group together. If you want to book by the cabin, here's what you do. Go to theawesomefactory.nyc forward slash sailing 2024, and you can get the rundown on what's happening, how it all works. And at the bottom, you can schedule a time to chat with me. I'll answer all your other questions and see if we can find a trip that's a match for you. So if you want to get out on the water, go sailing somewhere fun this year, would love to join you there. Thanks so much.